This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Mapper Forward's first on-demand workshop, How to Become a Coffee Consultant, available now online for you to learn at your own pace with a certificate available upon completion. Click the link in the show notes to access today for just 50 euros. Welcome to the Daily Coffee Pro by Mapper Ford, friends. I'm your host, Lee Safar, and this is episode three of our five-part series where we're talking about cafe and coffee culture uh, across the entire industry, in particularly the UAE. And Ryan has joined us from Specialty Batch, and uh, we're going to start to head into some pretty hot-button subjects in this episode. We're going to talk about employer-employee relations. So... um, we we started talking about it in the first episode of this series where we were talking about the this thing here that's called the barista mafia um and it's it's kind of a the worst kept secret in the industry um it was not something that was openly spoken about before we did the episode on the barista mafia earlier this year and you wrote a beautifully eloquent article uh, Ryan, about the subject that you really took what we spoke about, which was just basically telling people that this thing exists. And you started going deeper about the relationship between employers and employees and the complexity of what makes, uh, of the culture that kind of gives birth to something like this. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about what the article was and the essence of it. And and let's talk about employer-employee relationships. Thanks, Lee. So, yeah, I mean, the whole point of the article was to sort of shine a light back on it, on on the topic. Since your um, um, last podcast, I think it was in January, yeah, if I'm Mm -hmm. not mistaken. February. But since then, I've sort of been thinking about it. I've been, you know, that the, the content of that article sort of, came in paragraphs as I was thinking about it. Um, and I feel like it, oh, this comes down again to, to, to business ethics. Um, now, in terms of like employer, employee relationships, I, I feel like that's, that there are certain, you know, companies that have a disconnect with their staff. And I think, you know, the, the cafes and the coffee shops and the roasters that uh, are easy, find it easier to maintain a certain level of ethics are the ones where the owners are actively involved um, in the day-to-day operations. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's such a tricky, tricky subject because the repercussions of this are phenomenal. And I don't think people really think about how this can affect them in the future. Um, I mean, transparency, sustainability is out the door, you know, forget about all that because now you've got this culture that doesn't really value um, quality anymore. It's about chasing that consumption. You know, you are the baristas working for the roasters trying to achieve certain KPIs. It's counterintuitive to the the objective of the cafe. Um, Now, I mean, how do we, how do we even talk about this, uh, you know, moving forward? What's interesting is after the article, the number of, messages I got through Instagram from other roasters, you know, certain roasters I haven't spoken to since, you know, 2015, Mm. uh, 2016, they were reaching out and saying, thank you so much. It was really nice to to sort of see this come out. 
they, they were sharing their experiences with uh, you know instances that they've come across as well. Um, so you know, again, it's it's something that everyone in the industry knows about, but the public don't know about it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if the public were more aware, I mean, consumers have more detailed knowledge about business operations now more than ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like if the public are more aware, you know, maybe that will lead to some kind of a change. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the first step in like a twenty-step program, I think. It's um, just to clarify for those who have no idea what we're talking about. Um, actually, Ryan, why don't you tell people what what it is? Um, the Barista Mafia. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So again, the evolution of this is not uh, you know it's not set in stone. <laughs> I'm not, it's not concrete, so sure folks. How it's evolved. <laughs> I have you know I have my suspicions, and other roasters have given me their their input. But uh, um, the Barista Mafia is essentially a group of baristas <laughs> um, that come together and say, okay, we'll work with certain roasters because these roasters offer us incentives to use, uh, use their coffee. So whether it's uh, getting paid on a per kilo uh, rate or reaching certain monthly targets, these baristas working at separate cafes they uh, conspire to use certain roasters and reap the financial gains out of it. So they are essentially controlling a lot of what uh, the consumers are drinking based on you know, financial gain. What do you think this does to workplace culture when this exists and the relationship between employers and employees? Well, on the, on the one hand... You know, certain employers acknowledge that the barista mafia exists, mm-hmm. and it's given, it's taken their industry back a few steps. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, what could be a profession that has an increasing uh, uh, award pay or salary has now taken a few steps back. Where I've had an owner tell me, "We're not offering more than thousand two hundred for a barista," and this is like an experienced barista. Thousand two hundred dirhams a month is you know you can't survive on that. No but chance. He acknowledged he acknowledged that the whichever supplier the barista chooses to use, uh, he'll be getting a commission out, uh, out of. So um, I mean, how do you how do you <laughs> how do you um, argue with that mentality? <laughs> you well, know? your baristas are no longer working for you. You're not. Your success, they're not conspiring to your success. They're conspiring to the success of your supplier, which is in yeah. direct conflict with the reason a business exists. Exactly, exactly. I mean, I, I just don't understand it. And, you know, it's not a model that can go on for long. Essentially, you know, if you're looking at the profitability of a business, if you're looking from the roaster's point of view as well, mm. um, if, if I am supplying coffee, and I am taking, you know, 10% or 15% off the top end to give to a barista. Where's the value in my company? Where's the value in, in everything that I've built? As a cafe, on the other hand, as well, you've got a, a, a staff that are pushing the, the wastage, pushing the consumption. You are reducing your, your, your revenue, mm-hmm. uh, essentially closing the gap where your business can actually be profitable. Um, it's limiting and it's just, it's just not a sustainable manner. Now, the next step is other roasters come in and try and compete with this model and say, okay, we'll offer you 
you know, this commission plus this KPI plus this plus that, where does it end? It's a race to the bottom. <laughs> it's a race to the bottom. Well, folks, I can tell you some of the stories, like Ryan, you and I had a conversation uh, last week about where things have gotten to. And uh, every meeting I go to, people want to talk to me about the episode that we released about the Barista Mafia, mm. and they want to update us. And the kinds of stories that we're hearing about the commissions that are being paid. Mm. When I first heard about the Barista Mafia a couple of years ago, the commission was somewhere between, and, and it was they gave you a price range. It was between five and eight percent. Mm. It's gone up. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I'm, I'm I know. about <laughs> to. I'm about to give people the the evolution of where it's gone, and then it went to ten percent. And then it went to 20%. But, folks, the wild shit that I have been shown that baristas are asking for in writing on WhatsApp, they're asking for roasters to buy them a car. They are asking for roasters to pay their rent. Um, This is is where it's getting to. And this is, for me, where we're now entered dangerous territory because – this ends up bringing down roasting companies. When this is the level that you have to compete at, now we've got a legitimate problem from both sides Um, because people who choose to engage in this behaviour, this breaks businesses. Yeah. And I'm worried. Well, I mean, look at it from a quality point of view as well. Mm -hmm. Let's take business out of this or out of the equation. As a roaster, if I'm giving 20% of my of my revenue to the, to, to um, a barista, where's the incentive to maintain a certain level of quality? Right. Where's the incentive to maintain a certain level of consistency? If at the end of the day, I know my baristas out there will buy my coffee, will consume my coffee, the quality that of coffee that I import, my roasting styles, my, the time and dedication that I put to quality control. All that goes out the door. There's no need for that anymore because I've got these sales agents working for me. So it's taking the st- it's taking the industry a step back in terms of quality as well. So you've got you know you've got those three already out the door. The, the quality now is the third thing. And it doesn't go anywhere good, in my opinion. Like it it just it doesn't seem to it's be short term. It's so short-term. It's such a short-term mentality. It's just, um, and it, 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 it restricts everyone because you are at the mercy of, you know, the roasters that condone it and the baristas that misuse it. I mean, yeah. And it, it exists in um, particular a, a group of people at the moment in this industry. And like Noah was saying when we first talked about this, what ends up happening is as a new group, cultural group of people come in, they inherit this system and it just becomes more and more systemic and then it becomes ingrained in the industry. Um, And then where does it go? There has to be a ceiling where this goes and I don't know what that is. And I think that your article went a long way to saying, folks, we've got a cultural problem. We've got a, a, a problem here that is highlighting the dysfunctional relationship between our staff and an, our employers. And, and look, I think that, a, and, and perhaps uh, we can talk about this uh, a little bit now, 
the way that business models are set up here, and, and you're in a very unique situation from what I see, uh, from everything that I've witnessed. And what I mean by that is you're an owner that's very involved in your business. That is unusual here. Most yeah. businesses that exist here, the owner hands off custodianship to a manager who then makes a lot of the decisions and that's where the open is for the corruption to take place. True, which is why I said um, earlier, a lot of the education needs to, to, to be conveyed to the owners themselves as well. I think there needs to be a certain code of conduct where that business owners need to maintain and a certain level of, of knowledge of you know, the industry that they're getting into. Um, otherwise, it's just irresponsible. Yeah. There's, there's, there's the ones who will outlast um, this, this sort of mafia and this sort of industry are the ones who are actively involved in their operation and have a certain sense of business ethics that they can abide by, which creates a more positive workplace culture as well. You know, if, if you have mm. a certain standard, a certain level of ethics, you, you sort of foster this positive culture among your team. And that's really what sustains your business through like the hard times. Yeah, I hear you. Folks, we're going to talk more about this in the next episode. So join us um, for the fourth part of this five-part series. Peace, love and peanut butter. Have an amazing rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in, friends. There are two ways you can support this podcast. Firstly, become a paid member of our YouTube channel. Secondly, you can join our Patreon for as little as $3 a month. Both have options for exclusive ad-free content and early release content. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. The Daily Coffee Pro is produced by Map It Forward and the music you're listening to is called Run 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 off of my album Laundry After Midnight. To get older episodes of this podcast, as well as more information on Map It Forward, head to mapitforward.coffee. You can find links and more information in the show notes below.